Welcome back to Going Long on First. Guess what, Owen? Talk to me. It's football time. Are you ready for some football? Less than 24 hours away from our current recording time, Seth. Just right as this that little recording icon came up, I just felt the wave over me. I've got I've got chills on my body. I got goosebumps. It's coming, baby. It's coming. Tomorrow night, Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet, inviting us back into the league. We all we all know and love and listen and consume way too much content of. How about that? Inviting themselves back into our living rooms for the next 16, 17, 18 weeks, however many Thursday night games there are. Plus, they do a they do a playoff game now, correct? Uh, they do, and I think Peacock was the big uh, one. Everyone is up in arms, and we'll totally forget about it until playoff weekend, and we'll get everyone complaining about it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep that's when you do the uh the free trial but i'm sure they won't have a free trial then i'm sure they will not <laughs> uh okay anyways let's get into it the line is right has returned for season three but before it. we do that of course we have to do our top five A and B, which we've done all summer long. But this is a special one. It is uh, top five power rankings. The first one. First one of the year. Our initial power first rankings. The year. Top five A and B heading into the 2023 season. But before we do that, Let's kind of throw it out there. This was kind of a pre-pod talk, other than other nerd video game stuff. (laughs) I I have Starfield downloading as we speak, but nothing's going to stop me from making my official line predictions this week, Seth. So don't worry about me. My head is in the game, I promise. Which game? Fair. You know what? (laughs) Fair. (laughs) I would say my head is in the Green Bay Chicago 3:30 game. That is what it's going to be a beautiful game, Owen. I am pumped for that game. I th- I'll come back to it. I'll come no. back to it. <laughs> we kept Let, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh bold predictions. That was our pre-pod talk a little bit. Is uh do we have any bold predictions for the year? You know, Owen had one a couple of weeks ago as we were kind of finalizing our division takes. Can't exactly remember what that was, but there was something out there. But <laughs> I had I had one for you. Like I said, that wasn't too bold, but I feel like it's it's out there enough that I'll I'll put my it's foot worth, down on it. I'll stamp it. Worth saying it, cool. Uh, last week we did our award show, award predictions. Right. We did our offensive player of the year, all of that. And this guy, I brought his name up when I was talking offensive player of the year. I didn't take him, but I discussed him. You know what? I'm going to flip that around. My bold prediction for the year 
Garrett Wilson wins Offensive Player of the Year. Breakout candidate, not so much breakout candidate. He had a really strong rookie season. Obviously, he was Offensive Rookie of the Year. This year, he takes it a step up and wins Offensive Player of the Year. You love you love you some Garrett Wilson. I I'm becoming a fan. You know, Hard Knocks kind of uh, really turned me around on that one. He's got a new quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback, revamped offense in many ways, a, a much deeper receiving room. I the stars are just it feels like the stars are aligning. Plus, Garrett Wilson's. You know, Facing that defense in practice every day is can't be a bad thing for you. You know. What I no, mean? correct. No, I, I, I have a feeling that he's gonna, he's gonna explode this year. So that's my bro prediction. Like I said, not like super out there. It's not like, oh, I'm saying Kyler Murray is gonna win comeback player of the year, even though he won't take it down, but. Give me Garrett Wilson, Offensive Player of the Year. I get you. I get you. Uh, there's a lot of great talent at the receiver position. Everyone knows it. It's been coming for yes. the past couple of years. It's been steadily getting better and better. That's why it's not something I was willing to be like, he's going to be better than all these other receivers. However, I can see it. I can definitely see it. So my bold prediction goes – in a little bit different of a direction. Um, you know, I, I came down and was like, everyone's got bold predictions. So I was trying to figure out which of my correct predictions were would be, be the unicorn, Owen. Be the unicorn. I think um, I was narrowing it down and I was like, you know, I think I've got a handful of teams that are just going to be better than people expect. Uh, you got teams like the Falcons. You got teams like the Tennessee Titans, you got teams like the Washington Commanders, and you got teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think all are surpassing expectations this year. That made me think about it, and I was like, you know what? If I have that many on-the-rise teams, who are my on-the-fall teams? And it's like, I'm just, I don't have, have that many in mind where I'm like those are certainly not going to be um teams that match that would match their expectations. So my bold prediction comes down to this, Seth. I think the seller in the NFL this year is going to be pretty heavy. And then there's going to be a wide space. There are some a lot of blank spaces in between. And you're gonna have a lot of teams vying for those playoff spots. I am going to tell you now, I think there are going to be more winning teams in the NFL this year than losing teams. Math to okay. math. <laughs> I, I had to think, think about that one. The for losing a teams, I think the losing teams, for example, the Arizona Cardinals, the Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans, they're going to stay there and they're, they're going to take it on the chin one more time along with a few other teams. And then I think there's going to be a lot of 10-win, 11-win, 9-win teams. I don't think there's going to be many past 11. Maybe one, maybe two. I think the AFC is going to beat the hell out of each other, and I don't think anyone 
I think the number one seed in the AFC is probably going to go maybe 12 wins, maybe. And then I'd say someone like the Eagles, probably the only one that would get past 12 wins. Other than that, I think they're all falling right around the same direction, 9, 10, 11 wins. And that's going to be the majority demographic of this year's NFL records. That is my prediction. We had five teams with 13 or more wins last year. And I tell you, you nah, say nah. maybe one. You say maybe one. No, nah, no. Nah. I'd say one team over. One team, the Philadelphia Eagles? or higher. I think that is the case. That is Jeremy correct. loves to hear that. I'm sure he does. Hey, we all been talking about the AFC, right? We all know That's, what the AFC yeah. is like. With it's going to be a dogfight. There's talent top to bottom. The bottom teams, not so much. They're going to take a year. They're going to figure it out. But I think they're just going to beat the hell out of each other. It's going to, you know, we say, we say that about like the big, the toughest divisions in the NFL. I all think right, the whole conference is going to beat the hell out of each other. And uh, yeah, they're all, they're all going to match and they're all going to re- resort to tiebreakers. Yeah. I hope we don't get any ties this year. We had two ties last year. Let's hope we don't get another one. All right, one more for you. One more for you, and then we'll we'll do our top five before the line is right. All right, here's an interesting one. I'm going to name off the a list of teams, playoff teams from last year. I want you to tell me. I feel like there's two obvious choices. I hope you don't go that way, but if you do, that's fine. I get it. I want you to tell me. The playoff team from last year that most likely won't be a playoff team from this year. The one. For this year. Okay. Just, yeah, you, you know, I would say one. You got the Bills. You got the Dolphins, Bengals, Ravens. We have the Jags. We have the Chiefs and the Chargers in the AFC. NFC, we had Philly, Dallas, and the Giants, all from the NFC East. Minnesota. Tampa, the Niners, and Seattle. Maybe give maybe give me an AFC and an NFC team. That would not that won't make the playoffs because we know every year there's always turnover there. Always turnover. We always have that surprise team. So kind of going along with what you're saying, maybe teams that fall a little bit. What out of those playoff teams, which one's most likely not repeat to be a playoff team? Number one is the Buccaneers. We'll start with that. That's the easy choice. That um, is the easy choice, yes. Wild to say it because it is the NFC. However, it is Tom Brady list. That is one part of it. It is nearly offensive line list. That's a problem. And uh yeah, I mean it just all the other teams have at least same in their Stay in their same tier. I think it's fair to say that they have an equal chance to win that division as well. <laughs> uh, you know, I think the math could work out on that. Doesn't sound right, but I almost agree. Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Actually, I don't because I did put them in my um my third. So I'm going to stick with my prediction. Prediction strong. I'd say they are, they have the third worst chance or third best chance. 
second worst chance of winning that division. So that's the that's the NFC. If you're talking to me about the AFC, and I've Which started is a little bit more difficult. I've started to flip flop on this. Uh, so I go down the line. I say, and just gut reaction. Again, we've done it. I think we've already kind of threw them out there. I'm not sure if it still lines up with what I had said maybe August 1st. But I say Bills, Dolphins, Bengals, Jaguars, Chiefs, Chargers all make it. And the Ravens might be last out or first out. Yeah, first out. There you go. And I think it comes down to this. I think the Steelers can surprise so that's one one part of them hitting them from within the division, and then I they, we also got a clear room for the Jets potentially. So that's one two. I mean Steelers out of all those teams mentioned, probably the ones most out. But when you throw all that out, you know one of two of those nine teams are missing the playoffs, which is almost a damn shame. Almost. Yeah, I, I mean, there's going to be good teams in the AFC that aren't going to make playoffs. There's just too many of them. It's just that's mm-hmm. how it's going to be. It's it's kind of a fact. Regardless, Ravens, I I certainly get the Ravens. I guess to me, my pick would be the Dolphins. If I had to pick one AFC team, it would be the Dolphins, yeah. uh, just because okay. I I think. I think with the emergence of the Jets, that changes that division. And obviously, with where I pick things, I had the Bills and the Jets at the top. And I think there's going to be too much competition for that other wild card spot. Because uh, the Bills or Jets are going to take it. And you think about the Chargers, and you think about Baltimore, and you think about maybe Pittsburgh as well, also win that. It, the AFC is just too stacked that there's going to be teams down. And I, I think Miami might be that team. No, they could surprise. Yep. But that's the thing. That's where nine, I would go. Yeah. Like we're talking about, there are nine playoff teams in the AFC. So it is going to be a disappointment for a couple. Uh, I could see it. Dolphins are a hot Super Bowl pick right now, Seth. Did you know? They this? are. They are. Maybe that's my bold predictions. The Dolphins don't make the playoffs this year. I guess that that would be bold. That is bold. I would put that in the bold column. Not that it's like so they're such a slam dunk. They're not. That'd be like, it's not as bold as saying the Bills are going to miss the playoffs. But it is up there. I respect it. That would. Be I know. Bold. I know someone that's not going to respect it, and we'll get to that soon. Well, all right. Speaking of that, let's jump into our top five A and B, our initial power rankings for the year. Something we do every week. This one's always interesting because I don't know. We're going to have a lot of repeats probably from the end of last year. Obviously, Eagles Chiefs will be in there somewhere. I think it'll be interesting where the rest kind of rank because it feels like Eagles Chiefs are one. Well, however you want to look at that. I'm curious on where the rest. Did you get Jeremy's top five by chance? I absolutely did. Beautiful. Glad you did. Okay. Let's start with his then. Let's get Jeremy's out there since you have Throw them him out there. Huh? And we can dissect it without him saying anything to us. 
I think the more interesting slotting is at towards the bottom of the ranking. So I'm going to start off the trend here and start from number one, uno, numero uno. Okay. Jeremy goes KC. He bows down to the king. He lets the Chiefs have the number one spot in his initial rankings. All is right in the world. In the world. Of course, he it throws is. the Eagles in at number two. So he goes to Super Bowl contestants of a year prior as to top off his rankings. Now we get interest. Maybe not super interesting right away. Bill's at three. Um, he's been a little bit of a Bill's hater. Yeah, that surprises But he me. does respect the talent, especially surprisingly, you know, you got guys like Von Miller missing week one, missing the first couple weeks. But he respects the talent, and I respect the man. Bill's at three. Number four, with a big old thumbs down, he has the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> so, I'm glad he put him on the list. It wouldn't have surprised me if he would have left him off. Yeah, that would have been a little bit criminal. Again, I would have respected him. Number five, the Cincinnati Bengals. Hey, yo. Yep. And number six, Seth's bold prediction, Miami Dolphins. That's fair. That's fair. He he uh he's a big Dolphins guy. He loves him some Tua. And what's happening down in on South Beach down there? <laughs> he does. I get it. I get it. I get it. I I love me some Tua too as the only left-handed quarterback in the league. You gotta you gotta stand with your people. I love me some Tua. But there's a new quarterback in that division that I like just a little bit more, so it's hard for me. You want to expound upon that? I will in a minute. Okay. So it was Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Niners. Who who was the bottom three? Bengals, Dolphins. Yep. Okay. I'll go next. Our lists were fairly close. We had five out of the six teams the same. We'll swap uh we swapped uh AFC East teams. Should say that. Huh. I'll start at the bottom because the top will be easy. I'll start at the top since you did as well. My top right. two are the same as well. I also have Chiefs, Eagles, one and two. The champs are the champs. You gotta put them at the top until. They're not. They lose to the Lions week one tomorrow night. Yeah, then they'll probably drop. But they're the champs. You got to put them up there. Chris Jones or no Chris Jones. How big of a loss? No Chris Jones. Maybe for the year. We'll see. A a lot of interesting things happening in in KC with Chris Jones. Do, Do... do the Chiefs uh, – how do I want to put this? Does this change the team? Is the team different? Obviously, the team is different without Chris Jones, but does your image of the Chiefs change without him on the on the field? Are they an elite team still? Is that defense? Easy answer is yes. Uh, absolutely, you know, second runner-up in uh, defensive player of the year voting last yes. year for a reason. Uh, dude's probably the most fearsome inside, um, 
threat to the pass attack and in the league. And you're going up against a Detroit Lions offensive line that many rank number one. Penny Sewell, Frank Ragnow, Taylor Decker, uh, Holly Poli Vati Vaitai. I almost got it. That was pretty good. And uh, I forget the other one, but he's also pretty damn good. So, yeah, those guys are licking their lips. They're they're going to dominate this defensive line. Um, I think that is the most for sure thing that's going to happen tomorrow. And Chris Jones came out today. He's like, I can still play tomorrow. I just need a race. That's, that's he came out, he did. He's like, it's simple as that. I could play right now. He was at um, some charity event with the Chiefs. Was he? I, yeah, well, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Well, now, so the thing is, now that Bosa's deal got done, and that was something we we uh, we skipped over here at the beginning, but he's now the highest played yes. defense player in history, until um, Chris Jones, until potentially Chris Jones. I think that is the Aaron Donald line is where they were falling. Chris Jones probably wanted more. She's probably wanted to give him the same or less. So I didn't see Bosa's deal. Is it? Largest as in total, just your numbers. Is it large, uh, largest by AAV or average annual value? How is it defined as largest? Because there's a few different ways you can define that these days. So the Bosa's um, highlighted from his brother a year or two or three years ago. I think three years ago. Uh, maybe two. They are big on guarantees. They do not take guarantees lightly. So a five-year, $170 million contract with 122 guarantees. Guaranteed. Yeah, I'm just seeing it now. That's pretty big. That is. You know, with an average annual value of 34 mil. So I think everyone, I think both sides were aware they were going to have to make him the highest play, the highest paid ever. What Bosa's hang up was was the guarantees. So he it looks like he got his wish. Yeah. Um my feeling is that you know Jones is gonna are I guess Bosa's total deal include this was an extension, his total deal is six years, 188. <clears throat> my feeling is Jones is uh just gonna be like match that, you know, or use that as the example, right? For percentages, what what have you. Um, where we were nearly the same. Uh, effective, similarly effective last year. I think they just they land just past Aaron Donald, not quite the Bosa, and I think it's going to happen, and I think it does happen tomorrow, whether he plays or not. We'll see about that. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, now see, that I it, think, go ahead. I was going to say I think his deal will be shorter, uh, maybe like a three year deal, just because of his age. He being a little bit older few years older than Bosa. But I, I, I do think his average, his AAV will probably be closer to Bosa's. Probably be close to that 30 mil range. Just in a shorter chunk of change. Probably. Of time. Yeah, maybe less guarantee or something. You know, you can definitely make deals to bump one side of it up and another side of it down. Uh, this just in, J.J. Watts says, I'm starting to feel comfortable saying that I would consider unretiring if offered a similar contract. So <laughs> get the rumor bill buzz. Thanks, Watt. But, Thanks. but you know, that all that is to say Chris Jones is a big deal. Travis Kelsey 
arguably just as big of a deal. Eh, very arguably. I'd still put Jones a little bit higher just because he's literally that defense. Um yes. So I I'm I'm worried and we'll get to that. We'll get to that pick here, Seth. All right. Yeah, let me finish my top five here. Okay. So I had Chiefs Eagles. Number three, it's a quick swap of what Jeremy did. He had Bills Niners. I have Niners Bills. Ew. I uh I love me some Josh Allen as well. And that and that Bills team overall. I just feel like the Niners are the more complete team. Better defense, more complete offense. The one the one thing that hurts the Niners over the Bills, obviously, is the quarterback. That's the only that's all. It's probably the only thing I see that's a weakness compared to the Bills. I think everywhere else, the Niners haven't beat. Better overall defense, better O-line, better weapons, even with Stevon Diggs as, you know, a top five receiver. You got CMC, you got Ayuk, you got Kittle. I, I just see the, the Niners as a more complete team. And I get what you're saying about the Eagles, probably the only 13-win team in the NFL. I think the Niners also have a good shot at being a 13-plus wins team as well. Just because we have the Eagles and the Niners as the top two in the NFC, and it feels like it's just it's tier one, and then you got a whole bunch of tier two teams in the NFC, where the AFC is just stacked top to bottom pretty much for the most part. I could see the Niners and the Eagles both being 12, 13, 14-win teams this year. Then I have the Bills, of course, like I just mentioned. Von Miller it hurts them a little bit. Um, obviously, a big week one with the Jets Monday night. You wish you had Von Miller for that game. You don't, so that favors the Jets, absolutely. Speaking of the Jets, I have them at 5A. Hey. I got the New York football Jets. Come on. How can you not be hyped about them after this last month, after Aaron Rodgers? And everything that's been documented about this team. How can he not be a Tanzel Smart fan, Owen? How can he Good not dude. be? Good dude. Ah, I was I was disappointed. Did not see him make the 53. There are a few like that, but yeah, I there you. always is. Every year there is. There is. Yep. Yeah. Um I you know, I, I, I've talked about it so much with Garrett Wilson and, and the rise of that offense and, and Rodgers coming over. Dalvin Cook, who I didn't mention earlier as well. And I think with, you know, just the growth of the defense, it, this team is going to be good. The one weakness, and we'll continue to look at it, it'll be the focus is that offensive line. You know, hopefully things will settle down with Becton at right tackle and uh, Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown. Yeah, at left tackle, even though he's almost as old as Rodgers. We'll see. <laughs> I think he's, what, the fourth oldest player in the league, something like that? Yeah, it was right I forget who's three, but Big Dog's two. Yes. Um, yeah. That's the only thing you got to look at, but other than that, this team is also stacked. And then at 5B, I have the Cincinnati Bengals as well. The only reason why I have them this low and I've said it before, it's that Joe Burrow injury scares me. It does. 
It scares me. It's kind of it's the Tua effect too. It's those concussions. It scares me because you get one hit to Tua. I mean, he's probably out for the year. You think if he gets one concussion, he's probably going to be put on IR and then minimum four games. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna be playing games with Tua and concussions anymore. You're not gonna be screwing around. He gets one. You're going to be taking extra extra precautions there. It kind of feels that same way with Burrow almost. It, it just with his knee injuries that he's had, and now what whatever this this newest injury is, I can't remember some kind of calf. calf that's what it was. Um, it's just is he going to be fully healthy week one? I don't know. I don't know. He'll be out there, but we'll see how healthy he is. So, yeah, anyways, that's my list. I have Chiefs, Eagles, Niners, Bills, Jets, Bengals. My first out, I don't know if you got a one honorable mention. Jimmy is love this one. I have the Dallas Cowboys. This is my first out. Your first out, huh? Yes. Damn. Cowboys, they're, they're ready, man. They got Trey Lance in the hell under the wing. He's ready to go. Case Dak is uh, just not cutting it anymore. Might be one and done for Dak this year. We haven't really discussed that one much either yet. I guess it could be. You know, we'll see. Well, Dak might be gone after this year. I think if anyone's going, it's McCarthy. I think that's the – but he might be the midseason firing if it's really bad and Dak might be the end of season. So we'll see how it goes. I just think Uh, if Dak has another subpar season – and they don't either A, make the playoffs, or B, lose in the wild card round like they've done. I could see Dak going and then them going with, with Trey Lance. And then, yeah, maybe Mike goes as well, and they bring in a new head coach to work with Trey. So, Anyways, yeah, they're my first out, too. Gotcha. Um, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, and especially if they're, if they're struggling week one, man, they're going to be a lot of people noticing <laughs> they're not starting yes. with a uh, silent matchup they are sunday night giants rivalry it is all out there man it's going to be the highest watch sporting event of the year to date obviously first sunday night football game of the year it's going to happen so that being said going on to my rankings chiefs eagles are the consensus one and two and for good reason and I will not rock the boat on that. I will start to make my change at number three with the Cincinnati Bengals. I really make... thought I thought Jeremy was going to put the Bengals at three. Because I know I'm he's surprised. high on them as well. He's, I guess he maybe he was just, uh, maybe his brain wasn't moving. He forgot that he hates the Bills or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe he cares about the calf as much as you do. I don't as much. Uh Burrow was asked today, how's the calf going? What, do we, what can we expect? And he, he responded simply with, I'm ready to go. All right. That's encouraging. Encouraging for Bengals fans and if for the that, team. If that guy looks at you dead in the eyes and goes, I'm ready to go, you better just stop. Because if ice you cold. don't, you're going to get a Joey right, right at you. Be careful. Bengals at three. Number four, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, okay. 
hey, I love the Bills. No shot against them, but I'd be hard-pressed to put the the Bills over the Bengals after what we saw in the, in the playoffs. That's my only feeling on it. Fair. That's fair. They've got a little bit to get back into that uh, that top trio of teams, I feel like, that they've been in, you know, for the last four years, seemingly. Um, it's time. They're, they're really going to – I think they will shut some people up, but they're going to have to do it before I put them back up there. Number five, I have the New York Football Jets. One of these past two teams are going to drop out of my top six for next week. And it will be heartbreaking. But the you other. Mean the Bills or the Jets? Oh, this next team. No, the no, Bills and the Jets. Oh, but Bills, Jets. the uh, that's other, true, I suppose. The team that does win is going to get a very respectable bump up. Because that is prime time, brother. That is a matchup from heaven. Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, beautiful, beautiful defenses, beautiful, beautiful talents. Can the offensive line not ruin my fun, please? Yeah. And number six, I am going to keep the San Francisco 49ers in there. I am um, so low on your list, huh? A little more worried about Brock Purdy than I am Joe Burrow. People are convinced he's the guy forever. You're not, eh? Man, I don't know. We didn't get a full season. I need we got, he's getting a full season. He's getting the respectable spot. You know, he's earned it. And um yeah, man. I love that defense. You know I love that defense. But that's a torn UCL. That's uh there's a lot of drama rama going on the 49ers QB room somehow, apparently. You know, Lance is gone. Jimmy G comments on it and just says, you know, they've made some interesting decisions with their quarterback room. I will just say that. Well, that one, was, uh, one was not getting rid of Jimmy G. That was kind of a no-brainer, but maybe he thought well, that was interesting. Hey, fair, fair, fair. But uh, he did have some sour grapes. A man that led the, that team to the Super Bowl. For you, you mind yourself. Yeah, Jerry Goff Super also Bowl. led the uh, Rams to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl participating quarterbacks that you're talking about. You better just watch your mouth. Trent Dilfer also won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens, but we're not going to sit here. And... and ESPN has given a plat- him a platform for 20 years. So <laughs> he's earned his right. So. Hey, I like Trent Dilfer. <laughs> I have nothing against Trent Dilfer, but... There's plenty of <laughs> quarterbacks who have ridden the team to the Super Bowl. And we all want to hear what they have to say. We do. Absolutely. <laughs> so, absolutely. so it's it's not it's not 49ers hate as much it is as it is. I love these other teams. And the Niners are just a clear tier two in the NFC to the Eagles, to me. Um, I loved them going all into last year, even with the doubt at quarterback. And uh, I think it's time for me to just at least reevaluate. You know, we're just we're just watching, not making any rash decisions. Still like them, still top five B, but there's a little caveat. So my last, my last out or first out. God, I keep I gotta get my bubble talk back in the 
back ready and shape for uh, March Madness. Uh, Dolphins are my first out. Rex Grossman also led a football team to the Super Bowl. Listen, man, put some respect on sexy Rexy's name. (laughs) My favorite Bears quarterback of all time, okay? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, I think Jay Cutler is my favorite Bears quarterback of all time. That's That's actually probably true. Yes. Yeah. He was really good when he played anyone but the Packers. Yes. And also, it's just his animations on the field, on the sideline yeah. is, yeah. Jay yeah. Cutler is Jay Cutler. All right. Okay. Anyways, all right. Do you have the uh, you have the going long on first top five? Yes, I do. Uh, I, I can. Obviously. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. You stole my thunder, Owen. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, I can safely assume Chiefs-Eagles one and two. This is correct. This is absolutely correct. We got the Bills coming in at three. We have the Niners coming in at four. We have the Bengals at five. And the New York Football Jets at six. At six, eh? Okay. Our honorable mentions, Dolphins at seven, Cowboys at eight. All right. I like that. Fill it in real quick. Last two. I have the top of your head. Uh, Chargers, I think, would be up there as well. And then I, and then if I'm going to fill it in, I'll put the Jaguar. Jaguars at 10. The Jaguars? Yeah, Jaguars, yeah. It's hard to pick an NFC team. But if I were to pick another NFC Lions, honestly, maybe throw the Lions in there at that 10th spot too, I think. Might be. I don't be. know. NFC's hard. Behind to me, behind Philly, Dallas, and the Niners, really hard to pick. Is Detroit are. maybe Detroit, maybe Seattle. New York. Maybe well. Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's hard. All right. I like that. I like that top five. That's a good start to the season. I'm good with I that. Think so. I think so. Good with that. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Boys and girls, it's time for the line is right. Hey, happy Gilmore, come on down. It is time. It is time Seth for week one line is right we are doing this thing and we're not stopping for another 18 weeks plus a few more after that yeah Yeah. maybe my math games i'm doing (laughs) doing some bet mathematics okay that's all i got i don't got the other simple math going on here we have a slate of 16 games to ride on Seth. You know the rules. You get the spread. You pick the line. And I tell you what's what. All right. Afterwards. Deal. And you got Starting. and you got the Podfathers picks, right? You got James. I picks. have the Podfathers picks, and I will fill them in as we go. Okay. Beautiful. Starting off on a brisk. 86 degree weather in Kansas City tomorrow night, Seth. Circa 7 30 
p.m. Central Time on the Prime, Amazon Prime, that is. The Detroit Lions will play the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium, and we will all be filled with much, much joy. Motor City Dan Campbell has got the boys rolling. Ended the season strong against our Green Bay Packers. But you know who ended it just a little bit stronger? The Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning freaking champions, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. They're all back. No major losses, a little bit of flip on the offensive line. And we got, it really feels like we're in the middle of a dynasty. But boy, if they lose tomorrow. We could. And boy, could they lose tomorrow. Travis Kelsey, questionable with a hamstring injury. So you're saying there's a chance. Chris Jones says he could play. He just needs a little raise. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Or could that Detroit offensive line absolutely run shit and keep match every point Patrick Mahomes puts up? That old Jared Goff, he's a sly one. He he's gone a few rounds with Mahomes before. This feels like Ali and Frazier right here. This is this is Goff Mahomes round two. Good God, could we get another fifty point each matchup here to start off twenty twenty three NFL football? What a treat that could be, Seth. You know, neither of these teams have a super strong defense. And we just mentioned, obviously, no Chris Jones tomorrow, barring a miracle. We might. We might have good old slobberknocker up there, down there. I'm ready for it. Usually, that's the truth. At, in the beginning of the season, the offenses are always at their worst. Generally. <laughs> Generally. That's true. Until the wheels fall off. So, obviously, big-time prove-it game for the Lions. Need to be proven there for real. Boy, will we know a lot more about them after this one. If you were coming in to smack the rest of the NFL in the mouth, this is the team you do it against in the time slot you do it on. Defending champion Chiefs still around. Obviously, they're the favorites again. Can Mahomes carry the Chiefs? His Lions... Find out the preseason expectations are a little bit over the top. Kansas City favored by five and a half points at home. So, all right. Did I'm just curious? Maybe you don't know this. That's fine. Did the uh, did the line I know change? Everything. That's true. Did the line change after uh, Chris Jones was viewed as, or maybe even Travis Kelsey? Has that line changed since? All that news has come out. Kelsey potentially not playing. Chris Jones not playing. Line changed much at all or no? Seth, it has changed, but it has not been a consistent change. Okay. Uh, I forget FanDuel's opening line, but right now you're seeing lines from four and a half to six and a half. FanDuel's right in the middle of that. It was not higher than six and a half. So... All right. Um, surprising to say the least, but 
Um, traditionally, you're not going to see superstar non-quarterbacks. Um, their absences aren't going to carry more than a point. So, uh, so it, it kind of fits right down with tradition, I would say, in my book. So a healthy five and a half. All that being said, give me the Detroit Lions. Oh! This, it's been noted many times last year, especially. Chiefs are not great at covering. They're good at winning, but they're not great at covering. Give me the Lions. This will be a an electric opening night to the 2023 NFL season. I do think we're going to have big it. points scored in this game. Both teams have good offenses. Both teams are still looking at that defense, trying to figure things out. I want to see some points, and baby, we're going to. Put you on the spot. Over-unders 52 and a half. What do you got? Give me over. I think they go over. I, I could see a team. I could see a team putting up close to 40. 40 buckets. 40 buckets, huh? Yeah, I, I think we get a I think we get a high scoring game. Scores um traditionally the over-unders get generally higher as the season progresses. 52 and a half is the highest over-under of the week. Primarily because of that fact. Yep. So I think I would agree with you on 52 and a half over under, and I would agree with you on the Detroit Lions plus five and a half. Lock in my first underdog of the year. And it's no hate to the Kansas City Chiefs. But give me that road dog with some major injuries and absences. We're going to turn around here in an hour, Seth, and we're going to find contracts been figured out. Travis Kelsey is like, no, I was just faking it the whole time. I'm totally healthy. And then the Kansas City is going to blow him up. No, 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 no. I believe in this simple fact, Seth. Kansas City just doesn't cover. They win games. That's what they do. They don't blow teams out more than a handful of times a year. They just win games. Give me the Lions just in case we can get an upset, but I'll take that five and a half points and probably we slot the score right in that barrier five and a half top it off get your vocal cords ready seth because jeremy does not have the detroit lions kansas city minus five and a half at home he has owen man i was ready for the first one to start off the season like that oh man i was ready I know you were. Ah, <laughs> that's disappointing. Hey, that's football, baby. Next up. <laughs> that's yes. A, a whole hell of a lot of us are going to be disappointed <laughs> by the time this year's out. Always. All right. Starting the Sunday slate. What a time to be alive that will be. Even better. I get to put on. Some NFL Network pregame. I get the Red Zone channel with Scott Hansen. Some of you might be offering up that YouTube TV NFL Sunday ticket, and boy, do I applaud you. But I, my primetime viewing is the Red Zone experience. Starting off, it we got a good one. A big time matchup: San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Over under at forty one and a half. One of the lowest of the week 
Brock Purdy's back. We just talked about him a little bit. That's the good news. But probably going to be one of the best defenses, best non-Eagles defenses he's faced in his career to this point. It's big time deal. Steelers coming up with Kenny Pickett. Boom, boom. Was he the first quarterback taken last year, Seth? That's a great question. I forget completely. Last year, there was only, what, like two quarterbacks taken in the first round? Who the hell were the other ones? (laughs) Give me a second. I don't even remember. Talk about some trivia. That would have been a good trivia question, eh? Well, you look it up quick. Hoping Kenny Pickett takes a step forward. Big, big step forward to match that defensive output. I personally think he will. However, the 49ers are good. It might be a Super Bowl team. Will the Steelers pull off an upset here? Steelers at home. Niners are favored by two and a half. Just south of a field goal, Seth. Owen, fun fact for you. Yes. Kenny Pickett was the only quarterback taken in the first round last year. That's what I thought. That was what I was thinking. I felt that way, too, because I just couldn't think of anybody else right off the bat. Was it Malik Willis? Was that the other one? Was uh, he was round? taken in uh, – was he round. taken in the second round? I think he, he was taken third, third round. round. You're right. We were thinking Even he was get drafted like 10th. Yeah, that was the initial t- – yeah, he got drafted in the third round. Kenny Pickett. Wow. Stark difference from this year. A little bit. Just a little bit. And fun fact – this would, man, throwing out some good trivia. Um, Desmond Ritter was the next quarterback taken. <laughs> well, he's starting. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Malik we'll Willis was taken at the end of the, well, middle of the third round. We will get, we will get to uh, good old Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Anyways, but for now, Seth, Niners, they were about two and a half points on the road. This is my underdog pick of the week. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers to outright win this game. Bang. Bang. And add a little uh, cherry on top. I'll take the under. This is going to be opposite of tomorrow night's game, Lions-Chiefs. This is going to be a defensive battle, bloodbath. We have a healthy Steelers defense, healthy T.J. Watt. Brock Purdy's not going to know what hit him by the end of the night or the day. Oh, he's going to know. Smith. It's going to be T.J. Watt. That's he's going to know who hit him. But Seth. you can't forget about Alonzo Highsmith. You can't get about forget about Cameron Hayward. Maybe some Nate Herbig action in there. Nate Herbig. Minka sometimes sneaking up around there on the edge, too, at times. Sneaking up all over the place. This is going to be a defensive battle. And I think Pittsburgh is ready to show up and show out. So give me Steelers. Upset. Upset of the week right here. That's it. Now, I'm not going to say the under. I like what you say about defensive matchups, and 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 I can see it. I'm going to say maybe just a little bit north. I think both teams get in the 20s. That being said, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers with a hot win 
Bang, bang. Bang. Kenny Pickett. I just, I can see it. I can see something. Something's got me locked in. You Maybe are a Pickett locks. Fan. You do Maybe like the locks. Maybe it's got to be the gloves, though. Might get a little <laughs> hot out there. Guy's not going to be phased. His hands are too small to face it anyway. It's Kenny Pickett. It's TJ Watt. It's Minka Fitzpatrick. It's that new and improved offensive line. Even the Steelers by a field goal for sure. Nice. I like it. I love, I love it. it. Love it. Says a lot about the 49ers, that Jeremy. One thing he does not say is that they're not a good team, that they're not going to make the playoffs. One thing he does say is they're not going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. This is surprising. I really thought it was the first one. You surprised me with the second one. The juice is loose. Oh, yeah. In Pittsburgh, an baby. Upset special Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. We have done it. We did it. We've done it. How do you feel about that, South? How did the first one of the year feel? It felt good. That felt good. Like That was a surprise. That surprised me. I was not expecting that. So it took me a minute to kind of check that. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, is this real? Are you joking me again? I thought I we were going to sweep it with the Lions. Really did. That's all right. I felt good. Felt good. Feel good. First one. First one. Moving on to ye old next matchup. Remember what we were just saying about the man Desmond Ritter, the man that looks like he's 40, but he's 23. That man will be leading the Falcons into a home matchup against NFC South division rival Carolina Panthers. The young buck himself, Bryce Young, coming into town, his first major league action. Seth was higher on the Panthers. I think Seth and Jeremy were higher on the Panthers. And I am high on the Falcons. Let's see if the predictions match up to our week one lines. Now, you got to make your first start on the road. That's probably worst case scenario for a young quarterback. Panthers line has concerns south of Ikem Ikwanu, Pancake Master. That could be a play here. Falcons, I think, got to be scoring points. Too many weapons. Can they find a way to pull out the three-and-a-half-point line at home against the Carolina Panthers? What do you think? Home underdog, huh? Home underdog? Falcons favorite by three-and-a-half at home. Oh, Falcons are at home. Sorry, I misread that. Okay. This one's tough. This one might be the toughest pick of the week. You just don't know what you're going to get with either of these teams. Give me the Atlanta Falcons at home in another low-scoring game just because you have two very young offenses that are still trying to figure things out. You got a rookie running back in Atlanta, rookie quarterback in Carolina. A half a rookie quarterback in Atlanta because he only made what three starts, four starts last year. So he's still he's 
He's still getting his feet wet as well. But give me Atlanta simply because they're at home. I think they uh I th- I think they they just n- nudge this one. Well, they'll take it. Bijan Robinson was as recently as Wednesday afternoon has been named the starting running back. I think we all thought it was coming. I, I I'm but they surprised waited. it it took this long. They waited this long. They do got a couple guys. They got Tyler Algier, who was who was a young stud last year. They got Cordero Patterson, the old stud. He's the Joker. No. Huh? Did you see that? No. I He's didn't. been listed as the Joker position. The Joker position? <laughs> that Artie Smith, I tell you. Arthur Smith is a very dry humor. Well, boy, is he funny once you start seeing it. That guy well, is I'm... a great interviewer. Court, Cordell Patterson, uh, he kind of fits that mold, though. Oh, he can kind of do it all. You he know? does do it all. That's, in fact, correct. And I can see it. And a small part of the reason I am also picking the Atlanta Falcons at home here. I've got uh, Carolina not doing so hot for the year. I think it's going to take a long while before we see some positive uh, impact from that new and improved team. Not that they can't get there. I just think they're similar to the first year Dan Campbell Lions. They got to feel the roster out. They got a new, a lot of newness right there, right? They, Hopefully figured the quarterback out. You got Brian Burns. You got maybe a lineman. You got, you know, uh, Derek Brown, uh, Jeremy Chin. You got some guys. We just got to narrow down all the support players. Falcons are my pick here. Beautiful. And, and Jeremy. Jeremy agrees. Oh, two in a row. Let's do it. The juice is loose in, in Atlanta. At Atlanta. We're rolling deep right now. Let's keep it on a roll. Next game, Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. Kind of a meh game, but we want to see how Lamar's doing. We want to see how Odell fits into this offense. On the other side, we want to see what C.J. Stroud's season's going to start looking like. We want to see Will Anderson be the... You know, I think he was your pick for defensive player of the year or rookie of the year. No, I picked Jalen Carter. Oh, so Jeremy, Jeremy did pick Jalen Carter, didn't he? Or did he go somewhere else? I forget. He brought, he talked about Will Anderson, but I think he ultimately went Jalen Carter. I brought up my other pick was Joey Porter Jr. I ended up, that's right. I ended up picking. Devin Witherspoon with my yes. honorable mention, Will Anderson. So yes, <laughs> we all. Will Anderson was brought them. up, but he was not picked. He wasn't our guy, but boy, are we pretty sure he's going to be pretty good. So what happens here? We got a playoff hopeful versus a progress playoff hopeful. Nopeful. C.J. Stroud making his first start on the road, just like Bryce Young. But a pretty solid defense in comparison in the Ravens. Obviously, the Ravens, new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin coming in. Got a new look offense. 
potentially an offense that should allow Lamar Jackson to succeed in the passing game, but we'll see. Sounded like a slam poet or something like that. Can Jackson have his first big day in this new offense right off the bat? Baltimore favored by 10 points at home. Woo, that's a big one. Is that that's probably the biggest line of the weekend. It may just be. But you know what? I don't care, Owen. Give me the Baltimore Ravens. This I, I think this might get ugly. <laughs> Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, they're gonna be out here to prove something. And it's not like beating the Texans is gonna prove a whole lot. But they're going to come out here, and they're going to be ready to destroy some people. Houston is not going to be ready for that. C.J. Stroud will not be ready for that Ravens defense. Houston just its probably the second worst team in the league compared, you know, Cardinals are probably one. Yeah, I just, Baltimore, this might get ugly. Give me Baltimore by a lot. Seth, I've been saying it since 2019, probably midway through 2019. I wasn't an early Lamar adopter, but I was close. You take Lamar Jackson, you take a dominant defense and well-coached Baltimore Ravens, you put them together, what do you get? A Super Bowl team? A beatdown of bad teams. They will always cover the spread against terrible teams. And unfortunately for the Texans right now, it is rebuilding time. The Baltimore Ravens are going to come out. They are going to put 30 up, and they're not going to give up more than a couple touchdowns. Give me the Ravens by double digits. Nice. Thanks, so. Doing a little bit too much consensus for my blood. But that's about to change because Jeremy Shimko is going to lone wolf the Houston Texans. Really? Houston? Wow. Okay. That surprises and, me. He is also a Lamar lover. He is a Lamar guy. Yeah, that is correct. And yes, it All is, right. in Fair fact, enough. the largest line of the weekend. Maybe so, maybe that's what's shying Jeremy away a, a little bit. Seth, I'm getting I, I have I was starting to formulate some lines for like a little bit of like zigzag on you where I'm gonna agree with you, but actually I'm not. However, it just has not happened yet here through four games. So please do something different. You want me I'm to go off the rails? To. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, absolutely. I want right. you to go off the rails. Wild card. That's what I want. Maybe it starts here. Divisional matchup. Joey Burrow says, I'm ready to go. Do you take him at his word or are you waiting for Zach Taylor to pull the rug out of him? Are you waiting for his agent to tell him he can't play until he gets his extension? That was brought up many times. That's been brought up many times that he should not play another down until that extension is signed. Very plausible. I, the the steam is starting to pick up on that con- those contract Maybe. talks. 
Maybe you should pull well. a Chris Jones and say, I- I'm ready. I just need a raise. You know who would like that very much, Seth? Oh, yeah, I think it is Deshaun Watson in the Cleveland Browns. They would like that very much. They would love to come in fresh New Year drama, generally behind them, and more so on our side, it's just accepted that this is what it is and nobody can change it. So the Cleveland Browns coming up. A lot of people's wild card, um, well, wild card team. (laughs) Got a lot of high hopes in a stacked, division one of the best they're hosting the ohio showdown part one this year and the line is two and a half points to the bengals on the road how do you feel this out seth can the bengals win by a field goal or do those two and a half points matter to you the points don't matter, Owen. Ooh. Just kidding, the points matter. That's the only thing that matters in this game. <laughs> I want to do it, but I'm not going to do it, Owen. Give me the Bengals. Joey Burrow. He's healthy. He says he's healthy. Give me the Bengals. I'll... Probably by a field goal, not much more. I think Cleveland, you're right. They are a wild card team in the AFC this year. Just with, I mean, they have talent. It's no doubt they've had talent on paper for years. We'll see if it finally comes to fruition. And with, like you said, the drama, you know, potentially thrown to the wayside, finally, you get Deshaun Watson, a full year of Deshaun Watson. Shakes off that rust. Can Deshaun Watson be 2019 again, 2020 again? Those kind of deals. We'll see. But uh, I I think you'll see some improvement from the Browns regardless. I think this will be a good close game, but give me the Bengals. Give me the Bengals. The Bengals by a field goal, he says. I say. It should be no surprise. That I am a Bing Bang, Bing Bing Bing. Okay, I'm talking about <laughs> big Bengals fan. My excitement is just pouring out of me right now. Big Bengals fan. Unfortunately, Carrie is too. The guy might steal my fiance, and that is acceptable. Okay, it's fine. He's Joe Burrow. What you know? Super Bowl in your first healthy year. Look, guy's a legend already. One of the best college football seasons of all time, Seth. Got an in-state rival. You got to smack them down before they start rising up against you. The old dictator's manifesto, right? If you want to be saying a tyrant, Cincinnati's the dictator? Joey Burrow is a dictator? you want to be saying? a tyrant, you snuff out the uprising at the beginning. I'm taking the Browns. <clears throat> Oh, that hurts. Wow. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts a little bit. It hurts a little bit. Did you do that just to be opposite of me if I would have taken the Browns or do you have taken the Bengals? There might have been something in me that like forced the change, but I I don't love the Browns. But here's the thing. They have a lot of talent. They have one of the best offensive lines in the game. They have one of the best defensive players in the game. They have Amari Cooper, the 
the most trustworthy, maybe outside of Monroe St. Brown, the most trusted receiver in getting 10 receptions per game. That didn't quite happen at the end of last year once Deshaun Watson jumped into the fold. They have a full camp to prepare for this. They've got it locked down. I do think Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper are going to be a problem. Don't forget about Nick Chubb back there. Nick Chubb silently is just going to be the best running back in the game, like he is every year. So, that being said, I'm not saying the Browns are going to be a playoff team. Not locking it in by no means. I just think this division and this conference is just a little bit different. Give me the Browns to cover the spread. Bengals may win. I just like the home underdog. Browns it is. And for Jeremy, he is going to leave me on my own. Lone wolfing it, Owen. That is just something I do nowadays, isn't it, Seth? Pretty common for you. No one respects my opinions no more. Well, not when you take the Browns. (laughs) You know what? That's fair. That's just a little bit fair. A little bit too real for my blood. Why don't you take it down a notch? So we got some difference. Seth hasn't lone wolfed a game yet, though I know it's coming. No, I'm too smart for that. Uh, I got to take somebody down with me. Well, this might be the one to do it. What an ugly game to pick. If I know where you're going next. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Traveling to. About an hour and a half away from this current location, Seth. The Minnesota Vikings hosting Baker Mayfield's first start on his fourth team. How do you like them apples? New look Vikings defense, though, led by Brian Flores. It's all about aggression with that man. Probably the only positive change I've seen out of the Minnesota team this year. Will it come to fruition right at the right at the jump? That's the trouble I have with this game. But the Bucs offensive line might be porous enough to let that happen outside of Tristan Wirfs. Vikings obviously going to let be led by their passing game, especially with the absence of Dalvin Cook. Can Tampa Bay be better on defense this season than they were last year? Started off the first four weeks, they were the best defense in the league by far. And then, boom, something clicked. And injuries started to pile up. Could this be a close one? Maybe got some even matchups. I think Vikings fans are screaming at me right now, but i just not convinced that this is a slam dunk minus six. That is right. Minnesota favored by six points at home against the Buccaneers. Uh, you're not convinced, huh? We shall see. I didn't make a pick. Ah, this one's tough. I don't have any faith in the Bucks. No faith in Baker. I've made my opinion known on him many times. Quite loudly. Some reason Jeremy just continues on that hype train. Don't know why. This is um, this was his division winner. It was. Tampa was. I. Yeah. 
I have to go Minnesota. I do. It's home opener. Minnesota always plays better at home. It's something about something about that. Uh, like I said, I have no faith in Baker. No faith in one-fifth of an offensive line because that's all they have. The defense will be the only thing that could maybe keep them in it, but I don't have any faith in that offense. Like you said, new new defense for Minnesota, you know, hope for some improvement there. Give me Minnesota. I'm not loving it, but I'll take it. What do you think is going to be the strength of the game? Is it going to be Justin Jefferson? Is it going to be the new look defense? Is it going to be Kirk Cousins? Alexander Madison? Oh, you mean for Minnesota? hundred uh, percent Justin Jefferson. I think TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson as well might sneak Fresh in Fresh off there. an ear infection. And a new magical, fat contract. Magically healed by money. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> uh, Justin Jefferson obviously is going to get up a lot of attention this year all year long by every team. So, you know, sneak some productivity in there from Jordan Addison, rookie receiver out of USC, TJ Hawkinson as well. Uh, Their third guy, KJ Osborne, I believe is number three for them. Correct. You can see some sneaky production from them as well, but Justin Jefferson will always steal the show. Fair enough point, Seth. And for that very reason, also give me the Vikings at home. Minus six. Buccaneers defense. Wow. Led Shaq Barrett, Devin White, Vita, Vita Vea, um, Antoine Winfield. They got players. Is Levante David still there? I think he is. No? Or did he leave? I believe so. The the shell, the skeleton of Levante David still there? Man, the, the guy's still in the locker room. Um, that not is. Not sure what happened last year, but it is still a formidable unit on paper. But the Vikings can score points. So that being said, give me the Vikings by a touchdown. For sure. For sure. And Jeremy agrees, Seth. Can I do this from Minnesota? You do. You do. The juice is loose all over the country. All over the country. Did that hurt you in your soul? I did a little bit. Uh, oh, come on. But I picked Minnesota, so it kind of just had to go. Just kind of had to go with it. You did. You, you indeed did. All right. On to better and brighter days. Aona. Next game, Arizona Cardinals. And they're no, well, not named as of yet starting quarterback. Traveling to the Washington Commanders, who have major, major belief in Sam Howell, probably the one where everyone's like, okay, let's see it. Uh, this is an interesting one. Two teams that probably should be bad. Uh, however, I have high hopes for one of them, at least. Uh, Cardinals are obviously a mess. Probably Josh Dobbs is the probable starter, but, uh, you know, heavy, heavy rumor mill that their, their 
tanking as much as possible. Um, commanders, however, have a ton of talent. They do. Sneaky they talent. Do. You say what you want about Sam Howell, but you got Terry McLaurin, you got Jahan Dotson, Brian Robinson, uh, Antoine Gibson. You got that whole defensive line, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen. Chase Young, still there. Still on that team. Hey, this is... This is contract year for Chase Young. They declined his fifth-year option, so this is it. If he wants to make a payday, this he's got to go out and ball not. this year. This is And this is a game to do it because Arizona is by far the worst team in the league. Go out, get yourself a couple sacks, start the year off nice, hot, and fresh. Spoiler alert, the second biggest line of the week and the favorite is Sam Howell, Seth. Washington is favored by seven points at home against the Cardinals. How do you feel this one out? How old do I feel this one out? How will you feel this one out? Give me Washington. I think Arizona, it's hard to say, but I they're kind of a joke of a team this year. And they're not even going to get Caleb Williams because he's going back to school. <laughs> His dad kind of outlined as much. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be hard for me to pick Arizona anytime this year. And Washington is a formidable team. They're a playoff fringe team if, if Sam Howell can work out. I just I cannot pick the Cardinals. Give me Washington. You know, I think there's massive pressure for Sam Howell to perform just based on this situation, specifically week one. Uh, um, and I think it's time for him to light the stove up. Give me also Washington Commander's big double digits, probably. I think he gets off to a good start against this Cardinals defense. Buda Baker. But what else? Definitely not Isaiah Simmons. Commander's big for me. Well, uh, he's on the Giants now, so. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and for the one, two, three, fourth time tonight, Jeremy also goes Washington. You know what that means? Oh, yeah. The juice is loose. At the Capitol. It's not Let's good, Owen. Rattling them off. It's not Let's good. Let's do it. Tennessee Titans traveling to the New Orleans Aints, as Jeremy would say. Titans come in. They're going to remain that physical team in the AFC that takes every game to the absolute grittiest. You know their head coach is going to remain that way. Mike Vrabel. They've taken some step back. Seemingly, they almost offered up Derrick Henry for peanuts in the offseason. At least that's what the rumors say. But here they are. Tannehill's still quarterback. Henry's still wide receiver. They still got Traylon Burks. They had a little bit of a switch up on the offensive line. With a new look, DeAndre Hopkins in his later years. But hasn't really shown signs of regression Outside of injury, he's healthy, reported he's all health right now. Can his body remain up to speed? Really put a damper on opposing 
cornerbacks, Seth. And then obviously you got the new look offense uh, on the Tennessee side, I should say. But Derek Carr's first start as a Saint. It's going to look weird. Everyone remember Derek Carr is a Saint. It is going to look odd the first time you see it. Can he get off to a good one? Saints are favored by three points at home. These two teams feel very evenly matched and very similar and kind of where they sit at. They they sit at kind of a crossroads of rebuild but content, especially the Saints and the NFC South. Tennessee, too. I, I think they have, you know, outside shot at maybe a playoff berth. This was a team that was leading the division for a majority of the season last year and then collapsed at the end, and the Jacks took it. That they did. Can Tennessee rebound from that? I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in Ryan Tannehill. I think Derek Carr has always been undervalued, even in his you know, near MVP season back in 2017, 2018, whatever year that was. I think the Saints might have a revamped offense. Now, no Alvin Kamara for the first few weeks, but you do have Jamal Williams. And everybody loves them, some Jamal Williams. Give me the Saints. At home, give me the Saints. The Saints for Seth need more than a field goal. There is a very strong chance that Saints get off to a good start here in the Derek Carr era. First official start. They could find a way to win it late. But it's not going to be easy, and I don't think they do. Give me Tennessee plus three on the road. I like Tennessee. I'm not yet closing the door on Tennessee. Though I do think the Jaguars win the division, I don't think the Tennessee Titans roll over and let them have it. Give me Tennessee in an upset win on the road. For the Saints, I think the key is going to be Alvin Kamara here uh, in week four. And um, I'm looking to him to re- to revive uh, that Saints offense, really put it, put it in its final place, much like, all of my fantasy teams <laughs> because I have all Alvin Kamara you and do. I am really, really hoping, do. really hoping that he, uh, he comes back and is the old Alvin Kamara. So for now, Tennessee, but I'm not ruling out the Saints either. So Jeremy is also on the Tennessee Titans. Really? Wow. I'm surprised. Okay. That's I'm first... lone wolfing it, huh? Your first lone wolf of the I year. feel good about this one. I feel good about that one. All right. I like that. I think I picked the Saints one, to win the South. Now that I think about this, yes, I think I that's did. Right. That's right. You did. You yeah, because they were. Yeah, I remember this now. Yeah, I feel good. All right. Ripping through them. Back to Let's the AFC South. Jacksonville oh Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence and his potential MVP. Well, his potential first step into the MVP conversations, we'll say. Starts his season off against the rookie, rookie supreme Anthony Richardson. 
the dynamo six right. foot four 200 i don't know 40 pounds of absolute man quarterback he, he looks a, just like donald trump pretty sure those are his stats too so don't get it confused <laughs> okay i'm i'm not confused i promise but i am now <laughs> if i can find it i lost it i got too excited and i scrolled past it all right now the good thing for anthony richardson much unlike his uh first round quarterback colleagues cj stroud and bryce young he will be making his first start at home the the uh the downside is he will be missing his formerly mvp candidate Jonathan Taylor. Obviously, we talked about be. it all we all year, or at least the last month. Uh, the whole Jonathan Taylor drama. He is absolutely for sure not going to play the first four weeks because of the PUP. And they're going up against a widely regarded, very heavy favorite AFC South division uh winner, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. Only got better this year, adding Calvin Ridley. I think they they have already added Calvin Ridley last year. Finally able to play after missing a whole year for betting. The line opens at four and a half to the Jaguars on the road. Seth, what do you got? Four and a half to the Jags, eh? And Indy. I think this is easy. Give me Jacksonville. I I think... Anthony Richardson is going to be deer in the headlights this week one. Even at home, it's been well documented. He's only, I don't know how many starts he had exactly in college, but not that many. And now he's in the NFL. Starting. Fourth overall pick. I don't like that. That does not feel like a recipe for success, especially this early on against a young up-and-coming Jags team. I think Jags handle this easily. Give me Jacksonville. Got my blood pressure pumping. I had to take my cap off. Too much football talk for my heart to take right now. I need to get back in the swing. Jacksonville for Seth. And, uh, yeah, to make it easy, simple as this, big day from Trevor Lawrence. Big day from Calvin Ridley, throwing an Evan Ingram touchdown or Travis Etienne touchdown, but I think both of the aforementioned have huge days, and the Colts will unfortunately struggle at first like they're expected to. I just I think this is, you know, a trust-the-process type of deal. They got to play out the struggles. They got to figure out Jonathan Taylor, whether he's here or he's not. Let's just get it everything back under control, uh, under a steady scheme here. Shane Steichen scheme. However, Jaguars by uh, a lot, I would say. I agree. So I agree with you there. And you know what? Jeremy also agrees. This one should feel good. The juice is loose and indie, but not for the Colts. Ooh. Don't have to throw a little blow, Seth. I'm just speaking facts. Spitting facts, man. Sounds like you're speaking hate. Never. No? No. All love. All love for the Jags. 
All love for the Jags. Disavow hate speech. There Says it is. The Uncle Seth. This this podcast is firmly against hate speech. Just <laughs> if everyone was wondering. We're anti-hate we're, speech. We're all and always will be about love. The love pod. But not quite yet, because we got a couple games to go. Let's fire them off. Philadelphia Eagles traveling to the New England Patriots in East Coastal Elite Showdown. Kind of a long, you know, really, they haven't played each other a lot in the last 20 years, but when they have, boy, have they been big matchups. No Andy Reid to consider, of course. But you have Donovan McNabb. To throw up on the side no, of the No, unfortunately, no Donovan McNabb either. No T.O. You, yeah, all the Eagles. Okay, Jeremy. Yeah, the, all the third string safeties <laughs> from 2005, too. All of them. I'm, I'm sure you could name throwing them. Throwing it out there. <laughs> we have a Super Bowl, the most recent Super Bowl loser. Facing Oof. probably the one man most familiar with Super Bowls at the coaching position and in the history of the world. Philadelphia at New England, defending NFC champion Eagles. This is the first year they're really going to have the targets on their backs. Last year, we knew they'd probably be contending. No, now it's it's very clear they are the class of the NFC. Now it's time to keep a hold of that position. They have the talent. But, of course, their strength of schedule is going to be pretty pretty tough ordeal in comparison. New England, pretty decent on defense. But they got this weird Mac Jones situation they're still trying to hammer out. We got Bill O'Brien back and calling plays. What does that look like? Hopefully better, just any amount better than... Matt Patricia slash Joe Judge last year. What the hell was that? Juju Smith-Schuster, also another name you're going to be like, how the hell did he land up on the Patriots? Well, he's there. Yeah. Philadelphia is three, oh, excuse me, four point favorites on the road at New England. What say you, Seth? Oh, and I'm going to shock the world. Oh! Give me the New England Patriots, baby. Jesus Christ. Wow. At home. (laughs) At home. Sunday afternoon. Right? Sunday afternoon? Yeah. Yes. Bill Belichick. He, you know, he's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Maybe the greatest coach. Maybe. Last time they played... Well, it was four years ago now. New England won. I'm riding Bill Belichick on this one. I'm riding a new offense as well. Maybe a competent-looking offense. Hopefully. Hopefully. I think the Patriots keep this one close. I think Philly does edge out the W, but I think New England keeps us closer than most people would think. You're probably saying a field goal wins it. Yeah, something along those lines. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Give me New England. They're gonna they're gonna surprise some people a little bit here. 
they might be a more competent football football team this year than they were last year. Just with Bill O'Brien in the in the building, you know, maybe maybe you have a semblance of a real offense. Maybe you get some Zeke in there, a little revenge against the Eagles. He's familiar with them. Is he now? He's played them a few times. <laughs> you know what, Seth? I'll allow it. Um, I do love me a home underdog, and I am a sucker for those matchups. However, and I respect the bold prediction. However, I don't think it'll come as a surprise that you are going to be lone wolfing this matchup. Jeremy and I both on Philadelphia. Of course, we are the two biggest Philadelphia fans in the world. Why wouldn't we pick Philadelphia minus four against the most winningest Super Bowl head coach of all time? Why wouldn't we do that? I say that sarcastically, but I really do think the Eagles are the class of the fucking NFC and maybe the world. <laughs> so I like the moxie you have out of that, though. If I... I can see New England blow up a little bit. I will take them firmly out of my previously thought maybe four win <laughs> team for <laughs> the Patriots. Really? Oh yeah. Unfortunately, I uh, I think they might surprise a little bit. Also, don't mind going uh, lone wolfing it because that just gives me an extra point at the end of the day. That's what you're looking for, huh? But I'm looking competitive advantage, baby. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's keep the trend going. We got the Las Vegas Raiders traveling. To yeah, let's Mile hammer out these last few. Stadium. Eh? The Raiders versus the Broncos. Raiders new look. Denver new look. New head coach. New scheme. New attitude. Is Russell Wilson still kissing babies? Even though Sean Payton told him not to. He ain't no politician. Get out of and, there. And in Las Vegas, we don't have it. Yeah. What are you a politician? And in Las Vegas, we have Jimmy G making his, you know, we he was a 49er for life. Everyone said it. He took him to the Super Bowl. Now he's a Las Vegas Raider, and he's going to be throwing touchdowns to Devontae Adams. Will he throw many? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But he will get a touchdown into Devontae. Somewhere along the line, Devontae is just too good. Quarterback proof. So, that being said, Trying to think if there's any little nuggets. Can the Broncos get off to a good start here at home, Seth? They could sneak up into that playoff race. One of those teams, a lot of people are saying it. They don't see Russell Wilson and Sean Payton staying out of the playoffs, especially in New Orleans land. He did not miss many playoffs. Denver, minus four at home. What do you got? Minus four. I'm honestly surprised this line is that big. Both teams come in with a lot of questions, a lot of new faces. This one's tough, too. I don't have a lot of confidence in Jimmy G. Never been a big fan of him. New new regime in Denver. Russell Wilson has to play better than he did last year. There's just no way. It's Russell Wilson. You can say what you want about the man and kissing babies and subway commercials and whatever else he did last year. Give me the Denver Broncos. You talking the danger witch? That's it. (laughs) That's it. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, given the Denver Broncos, I'm sorry, but when you're a team and you don't let your own players into the own facility, geez, that spells trouble. That was an the interesting, Raiders, yeah. Raiders are all about the drama there. right now. I don't know why. Just keep your mouth shut, and then everything will be fine. But no, not here. Not in Vegas, baby. Don't stay there. Give me the Broncos. I'll start off by saying Jeremy agrees with you. He's a Sean Payton guy. This shouldn't come as a surprise. He will remain a Sean Payton guy, I think, throughout the season. And he will be a common, it will be a common upset pick for him, the Denver Broncos. However, I am not sold just yet. Nana. I don't know what either of these teams are going to look like yet. I'm going to take that four point spread. It's just a little too high for my blood. Give me Vegas to stay within four points because I love my boy Devontae Adams. Josh Jacobs is back in action, the defending rushing yards champion of last year and uh you got your denver you know advantage with the altitude i think las vegas may have some tricks they'll figure that out they play them enough give me vegas to stay within four and please 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 if you're going to make me watch any bit of this game make it not the worst pile of shit game i've seen which was every single Denver Broncos game last year. And half of them were on prime time for God knows why. Please just make it serviceable. That's all I'm looking for. Pat Sertan versus Devontae Adams. Just feed me those. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. So I'll loan with that one. Next game, we got the... Thank you. NFC West showdown. Los Angeles Rams traveling to Seattle Seahawks. It's, you know, Matt Stafford's back. That's one thing you could say. Rams do have a lot of young players and rookies. Not a lot of high picks, unfortunately, because of Matt Stafford, because of guys like, well, I don't know what the hell else. What else did they, they don't have, they feel like they haven't had a first round pick in four years. And that might be the case. It might be, Jared Goff might be the last first round pick they have actually taken. I mean, that can't be true, but I'm going to look it up. All right, feel free. I bet you he's no more than three first-round picks ago for the Rams. Uh, Let's find out. However, they're facing Seattle at home. Obviously, an impressive, impressive, overachieving first season with Geno Smith. Or was it? Can he replicate that starting against maybe, you know, kind of a cupcake matchup? Maybe. Is Aaron Donald even playing? Yeah, but does he even want to? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> also, you're right, Owen. It is Jared Goff. Holy That's crap. wild. That <laughs> Isn't is that crazy. freaking wild. 2016. Well, I guess they kind of – I think they must have gave up two or three picks just to trade up to get Jared Goff. And that didn't work out. They turned around and sold him and a couple first-round picks for Stafford. And then maybe another one in there for Von Miller or Bob, maybe Wagner. Brandon Cooks. Down. I can't remember. Brandon Cooks. There's yep. a lot of weirdness with that team, but they, you know, they, they literally sold their soul for a ring. Would you sell seven, you know, first round picks in a row 
for one Super Bowl? I think yes. I think probably yes. I most people would say yes. That being said, they're coming against the Seattle Seahawks, who play kind of the opposite game besides the weird Jamal Adams deal, which I think they know not to do ever again. Not that Jamal Adams is a bad player, okay? Let me – if you're coming into this first season again, Jamal Adams gets a lot of hate on this show simply because of that deal was just a weird one. However, they came back through. Uh, they got Geno Smith, and what a delight that man is to watch easy to root for can the seattle seahawks cover five and a half points at home what do you got seth absolutely cardinals are the worst team in the league texans are down there rams i think are down there at this point no cooper cup cooper cup might not play a down this year well they didn't exact they didn't for sure rule them out for this week i thought they did did they? I last I seen was day to day from Sean McVay, but that might have. Been I a... I'm pretty sure Adam Schefter tweeted out earlier today. Today, okay, that he was out for this week, and they were discussing or, or deciding whether he gets put on IR or not. That's uh, that's an incredible change. <laughs> yes, uh, from Sean so... McVay's initial day to day designation. No Cooper Cup means. No offense, because he's about the only thing they have on offense. Don't you disrespect my starting running back and fantasy cam makers. Okay, you're right. Be my careful. apologies. Uh, give me Seattle. And just to make this real easy on you, Seth, Jeremy and I agree. Rip it off. As it should be, the juice is loose. I think Gino Seattle. gets off. Gino gets off to a fast start. Seahawks start making their case for, you know, NFC West contender immediately. Yes. Now we got four good matchups to to finish this week. Starting it off, the oldest rivalry in football: Green Bay Packers travel to the Chicago Bears. This Dull rivalry, Bears. this rivalry is made for Fox afternoon football. Yes. Or Sunday night football, too. That one as well. Uh, look for the Bears to be a little bit improved this season. Justin Fields, you know, maybe could be taking steps forward as a passer. Green Bay defense should be really good uh, and should offer a big-time challenge here. But the biggest, biggest new story or, you know, storyline coming into this game is what the hell is Jordan Love as a full-time starter at quarterback, specifically in Green Bay. And, uh, you know, if you really want to win the hearts and minds of the Green Bay faithful, you come out week one and you beat the Chicago Bears. No matter how you do it, if you do it, that is a check in the upwards column of Packer fandom. Can he get off to a good start in this one? Chicago at home is favored by a point and a half. What do you got, Seth? And almost a true pick em. I have true. to lean the Green Bay Packers. Rashawn Gary, has there been any update if he's playing in this game or not? I think that makes a big I, – it's not going to sway me, but I, I feel more comfortable taking Green Bay 
if Rashawn Gary's playing, which I haven't heard. The last I've heard is they're hopeful, but no official word yet. I'm sure there's no official word as of today anyway, but I'm just kind of wondering where uh, where that's leaning. Otherwise, I'm not really too concerned about anything else with the Packers. Uh, I'm excited to see what love brings. As we've talked about all offseason, you know, it's, it's a fresh start for Green Bay. It's a new era. The love era has begun. All aboard the love train. Love I'm excited. Check. I'm excited for what this will look like. What a huge, what, what better way to start the season than with the Chicago Bears? Let's get it out of the way early. Let's figure That's, out, you know, who's looking good, who's not, who's it's, looking okay. It's Chicago, who's your daddy now? So you can <laughs> Who is he? so so Uncle Seth has got the Green Bay Packers at least staying within a point. Um Rashawn Gary status still up in the air, though I think LaFleur yeah. gave a little hint ski as to what's gonna happen, saying he's going to start the year on a pitch count. So I think he okay. does see action. Let's say maybe Just a maximum limited. of 50%. So what you're yeah. gonna see though is a lot of Lucas Van Ness. A lot of Preston Smith, a lot of Jet. Well, I, I guess I don't really know past that. Kingsley Anikbare. Kingsley Anikbare, absolutely. Yep, you're gonna. He see was a, a wrecker in the preseason. I think, which was a big question mark heading into this offseason preseason behind Gary and Preston. Yeah. I think they're fairly deep now. Kingsley Anikbare. Lucas Van Ness, Kingsley Anabari had a impressive preseason. Is Justin, Justin Hollins? Okay, Justin I was Hollins gonna say, he is was still getting there. Most of the first team snaps last I heard, so I'd expect to see him in the rotation as well. Absolutely. Um, the Brenton Cox that, as well. Uh, so Chicago seems to be pretty healthy, aside from maybe one questionable. Uh, what Green Bay happened upon today is that Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Well, Romeo Dobbs was already out of practice. Christian Watson had to leave practice because of a hamstring pull. Not, I'm not too concerned. That the greatest news, but nothing has been offered as a concern to their um, their week one uh, status as Correct. of yet. It remains to be seen. We've got to wait a couple extra days of practice before we figure that one out. However, give me the Green Bay Packers. In a tough road victory. This is going to be a good one. Come easy. I hope this is the uh, is this the game of the week. I mean, for me, yes, of course it is. It's definitely not. Maybe in terms of talent, like right <laughs> right now, talent. But this has got to be game of the week, right? For Fox, correct? I don't uh, know who who does that again. Greg Olson and uh, Kevin Burkhart. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Burkhart. Uh, the other I feel Fox like this has game, to be the other Fox game is Rams Seahawks. So absolutely, this will be game of the week. Yep, I figured. Sure. Yeah, yep. The other three games are on CBS. Um. So that being said, Seth, our first Green Bay lock of the year, Jeremy sides with bang 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 the juice is loose 
and it feels good. He couldn't feels- be here to troll us about the Packers and like ironically trick himself into Chicago, even though that wouldn't be a bad pick. I just know how his brain works. He resides on the Green Bay side. I am thank him for his beliefs. I am curious on what this new Chicago Bears offense will look like. DJ Moore and such. No David Montgomery. Sorry, Jeremy. He does stay in the division, though. Khalil Herbert kind of taking over as the facto lead back there. I, I am curious. It's, you know, you kind of got new looks for both teams. So this will be a fun start. Fun start for sure. I agree. I agree. Moving on to the next one. Still a pretty good one, but we'll rip it off. Miami Dolphins traveling to the Los Angeles Chargers. Excellent matchup of wildcard teams last year, but very young, exciting, fun to root for teams. Uh, obviously a long road trip for the Dolphins to start the year. I guess it's nice to get it out of the way if you have to do it. However, it is not a fun trip to take. Uh, Miami really did not play well against the Chargers last year. They lost big time uh, visiting the Chargers, but this Dolphins team could be just that much better. However, so could my MVP candidate slash pick slash lock, Justin Herbert. So, that being said, Chargers minus three at home against the Dolphins. Seth, what do you got? I hope this game's on CBS as well. It's too bad this game is going to be played at the same time Packers-Bears is because this would be a good one to watch as well. Yep. Good second screen experience here. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Technology works wonders. This will be a fun one. This will be a good one. I Three, three to the Chargers, correct? Correct. Give me the Chargers. Go Chargers. I, yeah, you you said it yourself. It was a struggle for them last year. I think it's going to be a struggle traveling. That's almost from like one end of the country to the other, it feels like. That's going to be tough for Miami. So give me the Chargers. I think if this was flipped, if Miami was at home, plus three or, or whatever, minus three, I'd probably take Miami here, but L.A., you got the Chargers at home. Give me the Chargers as well. I do, in fact, think the the line would be nearly exactly flipped in uh, in that case. So I do think we got an even uh, matchup within Vegas's eyes. And we all know that the Chargers' home field advantage isn't much. So, that being said... I really want to pick Miami to stay close, but give me the Chargers by a touchdown because I believe, and I do love the Dolphins. Let's just say that Mike McDaniel might be my favorite head coach just because of how entertaining he is. (laughs) Him on the Manning cast as well was good. Yeah. Yes. And on the McAfee show, and I'm part of my take dudes, dudes are riot. And vaping on the sideline. <laughs> he knows comedy. Um, uh, and Brandon Staley might be the driest head coach. <laughs> in, yeah, in you kind of exact opposites here. 
however, we got Kellen Moore in the building. Let's get some consistent offense out there. Let's let Justin Herbert rip that thing. Give me the Chargers because I like the Chargers. And then Chargers. Uh, not much of a surprise. Jeremy's big on the Dolphins. Goes Dolphins. Lone wolfing it. I feel like Jeremy's been the biggest lone wolf tonight. It might be me now after that one. We we both went Chargers, correct? Oh, I thought you picked Dolphins. My fault. No, I picked Chargers. My fault. I was Jeepers. I was fixing, focusing on fixing my picks already. I was focusing on my next beverage. Uh, a little bit of, little bit of malt beverage action here. A little twisted tea. Having a good grand old time. Grand old time. Same thing I'll be doing. I might have a cold, nice cold Miller High Life, the champagne of beers on Sunday. But we'll get there. So Jeremy Lone Wolves. <laughs> Going into Sunday night, I have a feeling Jeremy would just prefer to opt out of this one. <laughs> he would. He's probably rooting for the a tie. Fit. I imagined. However, he did submit a pick. So we got the Sunday night football matchup. Dallas Cowboys at the New York Giants. The questions will begin to mount on Dak if this is not a strong show. Just as they will begin to mount on Mike McCarthy. Just as we talked about earlier. Tough way to open a season for for Dallas. On the road, Sunday night, division foe. But can they be better than the one that made the postseason 2022? The Giants pretty much looking at the same exact ordeal. Can Dak Prescott outplay Daniel Jones as the books think that he may? Dallas is favored by three and a half whole points on the road. Two playoff teams here, and the road team is still favored by three and a half points. What do you got, Seth? I have one key stat for you, Owen. And this will... This is what decides it for me. And a very good game for Sunday night opener. So it'd be a good one as well. I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. Oh. For one reason only. Dak Prescott is undefeated against the New York Giants. Is that a real stat? I saw that today. Damn. He has not lost to the Giants yet. As the starter. In like six years. Something like that. It's kind of like the Bear. It's kind of like Rodgers owning the Bears. It's kind of like Dak owns the Giants as of right now. So until that happens, give me the Cowboys. But I think this will be a fun Sunday night game. I I think the Cowboys are favored that much. I'm wondering if uh, Vegas views the Giants as a, a fake team. Fake team, a fraud. I would. I didn't say it. I didn't oh. say it. No, oh, okay. you said right. it. Sorry, it's too I'm just early. Clarifying. It's I'm too early to it. bring that word out. It's too. I'm early. just clarifying what you meant. You didn't mean fraud. I will rescind. I'm just. I'm enough. thinking maybe. Uh, you know, maybe last year was a bit of a fluke for the Giants, and we'll see. I know you're not big on Danny Dimes. I'm a little bit more on the on the Danny Dimes train than you are, but I'm taking Dak and the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? 
How about them Cowboys? Unfortunately, I have a little bit of fantasy stock in Daniel Jones. Begrudgingly. However, you know, he does score points. He does run the ball. He'll have a rushing touchdown or two. He's, he's pretty decent for fantasy. Winning games in the NFL, um, if you weren't aware, is a little bit different. Give me the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're a little more proven. They're a little more talented. And they're going a little bit more in the right direction. I think the Giants were overachievers last year. I was saying it a lot. I wasn't quite calling them frauds, but I just, outside of Andrew Thomas and uh, Dexter Lawrence, who I really like um, as pieces, I think there's still something I'm waiting for for me to click on the Giants. It is not today. I like Trevon Diggs. I like Stephon Gilmore. I like that Dallas offensive line. I like Tony Pollard. I like CeeDee Lamb. I like Brandon Cooks. I like it all. Really, except for Dak. I still think Dak's a little overrated, but I like the Cowboys team. Give me Dallas on the road by three and a half. And you know who's lone wolfing it again? Uh, Yep, exactly. (laughs) He can't get himself to pick the Dallas Cowboys in any form or fashion. Not that this (laughs) is like a slam dunk pick. Now, we'll say that Giants have the coach of the year uh, in Brian Dable and uh, certainly have something to that team. Jeremy picks the Giants plus three and a half points at home. Lone Wolf. And in our final game of the week, Seth, the marathon is about over. We're getting to the end and we see that we need to sprint through this and really give it our all. Right, give us the best performance of the entire race right here on the 22nd anniversary of 9-11. Perfectly scheduled. The return of Damar Hamlin from near death and the coronation of Aaron Rodgers as King of New York. The Buffalo Bills travel to the New York football Jets. In about as prime time a matchup as you can get. The Bills are still the team to beat in the AFC East. The Jets have received by far the most preseason hype, partially because of Rodgers, partially because of Hard Knocks. Yes, Aaron Rodgers is the focal point. He will play well. And it has to start here. But the question about the Jets is, Can they win? Do they know how to win? Can they get across the finish line? While the Buffalo Bills have won big games and big playoff games, came up short in a couple big ones. Probably the two biggest games, their two biggest games, or at least Josh Allen's two biggest games of his career, they've come short. Does that trend continue here? Bills favored by two and a half points on the road at the Jets. Seth, what do you got? That was a beautiful lead-in, Owen. Beautiful. What a way to end it. Thank you, sir. This, this is the Daytona 500 for Monday Night Football. They are starting with the probably will be the best game of Monday night this year. 
I don't know the exact schedule, but it what a way to start. What a what a way to start the season. And what a way to end week one. And which will be a great game. You have two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Two of, dare I say, maybe the two of the most complete teams in the league as well. Overall, from top to bottom, we know the Jets have a very good defense. We know the Bills always have a good defense. Jets are stacked on offense. The Bills are also very good on offense, and they've added some pieces this offseason. These are two very good teams, and it will be a very evenly matched team or game. The big difference, and we talked about it earlier, no Von Miller in this game, and I think he makes a huge difference for that Bills pass rush and that's a way to, you know, disrupt any good quarterback. Any quarterback, as you get pass rush on them, that disrupts their game, disrupts their rhythm. They won't have that with Miller. That's a big piece off. Give me the New York Jets to take this Monday night opener. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Well, well spoken, Seth. Very well spoken. Like in the cut of your jib today, Seth. Well done. Straight facts. Always. However, you're wrong. Give me the Buffalo Bills plus minus two and a half points on the road. God, it hurts me not to pick this home dog. It really, really hurts my soul. Obviously, the Jets are great. Obviously, Rodgers is great. Obviously, I want to see him win the whole freaking thing. It has to start somewhere. But boy, do I love the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is out to just put everybody down. Just be like, hey, Rogers you see is here. The, see the I tyrant? Get it. Yes, you sniff out the uprising where it begins. However, he's not going to be able to stop this uprising. He can slow it down, though. He's out to remind everyone, Monday Night Football, biggest game of the week that this is still his division, and he is still out to win. Well, number one, the AFC Championship. Number two, the NFL Super Bowl. Give me the Bills on a big, 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 big week. And then Jeremy has to pull the rug out from underneath me and make me go lone wolf. Hey. The man is on the Jets. Beautiful. I love that. Look at that. And that is your week one. Line is right. Nice. What a week one, Owen. What a week one this will be. What a week one. That was good. 22 hours away, Seth. We're we're close. We're so close. It's you could just you could just skip work and just like sleep three times in a row and you're there. I would love to. Might as well. I'd love Get to. Started. Yeah. yeah. Right now? Yeah, I will be shortly after this. 100%. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm just excited. It's always, this is a great time of year. Opening, you know, NFL kickoff weekend. It's, it's so good. Such a good time. And I'm All right, like, yes. That is, line is right. 
that was that took a lot of energy. I'll get back in midseason form here soon. That's a, yeah, exactly. You know what? You're just you know, it's like a baseball reference. It's like a pitcher, you know, starting pitcher. You know, their first start, they're going to be limited a little bit. They're going to be down to 60, 70 pitches, and you take them out because they're not used to it. It's all right. You're look. You're looking for a good five innings, right? You know, just exactly keep five innings of maybe one run, two run ball. I think I was there. I think I was right around there. Not quite a quality start statistically, but I think it was pretty quality. You know what? You labored through. You labored through and you got it done. As long as you know. Exactly. All right. Jeremy took the uh, took the lone wolf this week, right? He took the most? Yeah, well, uh, I can count him out quick. He's got one, two, two, three, no, two, three, four. I got one. Two, three, Seth has. I think I got two. One, two, New England and New Orleans. Yep, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. Not a lot of juices loose at, like it started out to be. Yeah, we so started off we hot. Good we had yeah. some consensus breakers. Always, always. We need a little parody. That's what this league is about. Protect the shield. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. That's it for tonight. No trivia. We'll wait for Jeremy to get back the whole gang, and then we'll throw some trivia out there again. So until next time, next week, when we were doing a recap, it's back. Recap is back as well. We got to get ourselves in the midseason shape. Oh, yes, we do. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the kickoff. I hope Everybody does something good for it because it is going to be a good one. But until next time, adios. Have a great weekend at the Red Zone.